0: Well, welcome to Right on Radio. It's glad I'm glad to see you here. Uh we're going to get going in just a couple of minutes. Chris should be joining us, the military analyst of course. Today's show is going to blow your mind. I've got a guarantee on that one. That is a right on radio guarantee that this is going to blow your mind. So listen, as we're waiting to get started, please share this show. If you want to get a ton of people on here. This one is going to rock. We're talking about stargates. We're talking about portals. We're talking about what the military and the church have been doing and how they've been using these things. Are they real? Absolutely they are and all this is going to be discussed and much more as we get into it this show will be a little bit uh, uh probably about an hour and 15 to an hour and 20 minutes uh we have a ton of stuff to go through uh and literally this is going to blow everyone's mind now uh i see that the military analyst has just joined i, w- I do need to uh make an announcement because Last week, I had promised that I would get the "Right on you military analyst page set up on my website uh, and start hosting all of his information. I am sad to report that I have failed you. I did not get that done. Um, it's, I got a couple hours or a few hours work uh, to go to finish it. And unfortunately, where I live on uh, Monday, which is the day I had scheduled to finish it, Uh, the, we got hit with three feet of snow in just a couple hours and literally I have been digging out and digging out my neighbors, uh, for two days. And this afternoon I will be continuing to dig, uh, people out because, uh, not everyone is able to clear their own ways and, you know, it just, uh, we got to help out and, uh, help our neighbors. So listen, uh, also, uh, make sure you just to make sure you share this. Uh, this is going to be incredible. Um, and the story is going to start in just a moment. So without further ado, please welcome the military analyst. Hey, Chris, welcome back to right on radio.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Jeff, uh, it's always a pleasure. I just always have an introduction in each show. I just have a few quick points on to let you know to your audience that uh, uh, on three quick uh, points. One, this message for all Native North American Indian tribes. And I wanted to let them know that as an American citizen, I'm truly ashamed to be one because considering what the, our evil government has committed the one and only founding Native Americans. They've always been the true Native Americans of this revered Atlantic continent. I studied North American Indian tribes from age six onward. Without question, collectively, they're the most spiritual people in the Western regional world. I grew up in New England, moved to Europe at age 14 to 18, lived in the Caribbean islands for the summer of 1973, and then returned to the States to attend college in Colorado. After college, I moved to California and worked for the military for 12 years, and one separated, worked for the Defense Department for the latter 16. The point being, I studied American Indian tribes of New England and the Atlantic States while in Connecticut, the Western tribes in Colorado uh, with college and the Pacific tribes in California. History states that the North American Indians were rounded up and moved to Oklahoma, known as the Trail of Tears, under President Andrew Jackson in the mid-1830s, and that he oversaw the decimation and mass burial of 800 plus Indians. Having studied history for 26 consecutive years and having decoded that history has been completely rewritten by the Zionists, I know the true unwritten history of America, even better than the vast majority of collegiate professors I've worked with and just in general. Meaning that the policy and subsequent action that his controlling it was actually his controlling administration, not his directive. That this was not his character. Basically, the verbiage recorded was designed to slander his reputation. He was the first Present to state to everyone what is occurring, and that has continued even to today. His tombstone at the Heritage uh, Memorial Hermitage Memorial in Memphis, Tennessee, is the answer to life that has been hiding in plain sight. It states, "I killed the banks!" Exclamation point. The Rothschild dynasty has attempted attempted to assassinate Jackson in the spring of 1836, and he, the reason being he vetoed the third 20-year National Bank charter. Uh, item two. This message also goes out to all disabled veterans of, America, of all nations. Our evil government and military possess advanced technology, technology of the fourth dimensional origins that is 50,000 to 100,000 years in advance of what we possess and utilize or are being familiar with. All those who have lost limbs, joints, or organs, I ask you to please just be patient a little while longer. I estimate that in the next six months or less, this technology will be shared with our third dimensional world. Although the deep state is resistant to acknowledging or sharing said revolutionary medicine, they won't be given a choice in the, in the matter and given an ultimatum to correct this debt based economic system. If they don't comply, these fourth and fifth dimensional races of the Galactic Federation have the innate ability to collectively eradicate or vaporize them as they've been collapsing deep underground bases worldwide over the past few years. Item three, President Trump is not whom the public believes him to be. All the evil politicians of the federal state and county levels, corporate executives, famous arts and entertainment celebrities, among others, who have been informed that he's issued, uh, meaning we've been informed that he's issued 190 federal indictments, 190,000 federal indictments onward, uh, being arrested, tried and convicted by a military tribunal in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, thereby resulting in executions or life imprisonment. He, Here's your, the real answer to the public. Trump was heavily involved with both the Italian and Jewish New York City mobs, including child sex trafficking. He's not eliminating all these evil people to bring justice to America. Rather, he's eliminating anyone who could possibly testify against him in a court of law and imprison or execute him for the crimes against humanity. Thus, no witness, no testimony, no trial and conviction ever. Ergo, on to the next criminal cover up. All right, hold okay. on. Hold on. I now we go forward.
0: Chris, uh, I vehemently disagree with your comments on President Trump. I will just state that for the record. We don't need to argue it. We don't need to debate it. But I do have confirmation because we have a team that has been working uh, directly with Trump and rescuing people from child sex trafficking and things like that. So uh, I do have a different point of view on that. Uh, but what we're about to uh, discuss right now when we get into the pornholes and, and the technology, and by the way, what Chris did say about the, uh, the med beds and stuff like that, that is absolutely becoming a reality, and we do agree on that, that thing for sure. Uh, but what we're going to discuss right now, so what Chris is bringing out, the military analyst, he is risking his life to do this, and and probably I'm taking a bit of a risk, too, by hosting this. Uh, but the the intel that, that the military analyst is bringing out here today um, is really going to be mind-bending for you. It's uh, highly, highly classified at the highest levels, and what he's going to be bringing out today is a lot of truth. So without further ado, we have the
1: military analyst. Chris, take it away. Okay. The first episode That we're going to discuss is the chronovisor uh the roman catholic benedictine monk Pellegrino mario ernetti uh developed the chronovisor device that views and hears past or future historical events this is the vatican's secret time machine i found this in 2018 and i have images which you'll be able to show on your site once that's up um the Vatican possesses a time machine, the original chronovisor of Father Ernestes, that the church officially says was dismantled and destroyed. And it shows that they were, it was started and developed uh, in the early 1940s where two Benedictine monks were trying to see if they could actually access um, images and voices from the past. What happened was in their incredible work, they were actually able to hear a relative of one of the two from over 20 years in the past, as though it was just happening right then. Because what the public probably isn't familiar with is that every event in life is recorded forever, and it can always be accessible. But we haven't had that technology. We do now. So uh, in the pictures, it shows where uh they viewed um the apostle thaddeus uh which is in the picture on the left uh jesus christ who's in the center and joseph of aramea on the right that is an original photograph uh that was taken from the chronovisor because once they mastered the sound then they went and were able to develop an image to be able to view in the past and then it shows a picture of benedictine monk uh Peligriona maria Mer, mario rather uh ernest Ernetti. Okay. Then it shows another picture, uh, which shows the um, what was attained by the chronovisor. On the left is a one is a picture on the left. It's a split image. They'll see it when it's posted. And it shows uh, the picture of Christ looking up when he's uh, on the cross. The then on the right hand side, so you can compare the two, is a painting of a similar image located at a church in Perugia. Uh, that's P-E-R uh, UGIA. The coronavirus locates views and plays back any sight and sound from the past or future as experiences exist forever. The painting was done by witnesses of Christ's crucifixion, which explains their incredible similarity. It is, it just isn't a forgery. Then I have a copy of where it was posted in Italian, uh, in Italy. And then a, a photograph of, um, the, uh, uh, Benedictine monk, uh, Arnetti, uh in robes uh, adjacent to it. Uh, after that, it, it shows the article, and then it shows the actual machine they developed uh, based on the schematics, and the public way to see how they were able to develop this and follow the, um, the diagram of what they did to make it happen. And that's known as their blueprints. So basically in his little 12 by 12 foot mon- monastic cell Father Pellegrino uh, Ernetti greeted Father Frank, uh, Francis uh, Brune B R U N E one afternoon in the early 1960s. The two had had just met for the first time the day before uh, during a ferry ride across Venice's Grand Canal in Italy. During their short conversation Father Ernetti had said something that struck in Father Brune's mind. The two who were both experts on ancient languages were talking about scriptural interpretation when Father Ernetti remarked that there existed a machine that could easily answer all their questions. Father Brun was puzzled about what kind of machine could do such a thing and resolved to bring it up again with Father Ernetti in that day's meeting. When asked about it, Father Ernetti described a device he called a chronovisor, and that's C-H-R-O-N-O-V-I-S-O-R, that looked a bit like a television set. Instead of receiving broadcasts from local transmission stations, however, the chronovisor could tune into the past, and in fact, or the future, to allow the viewer to see and hear events that had occurred years or even centuries earlier. Father Netty told Brune that the machine worked by detecting all the sights and sounds that humanity had made that still floated through space. Father Brun wanted to know if Father Ernetti and his collaborators had been able to see the crucifixer of Christ. Ernetti replied, we saw everything, the agony in the garden, the betrayal of uh, Judas, and the trial, meaning the cavalry. Early chrono- early, everyday chronovisors. What Father Ernetti was describing to Brun, the chronovisor, was a type of time machine. It is unlike the fictional devices found in most popular books, TV shows, and movies. However, that transport people into the future or the past this type of machine would bring pictures and sound from the past into the present time machines that transport people seem far beyond anything our technology can currently build but what about advice that just deals with images and sounds could a machine like father ernetti described be built we actually saw crude versions of coronavisors every day a security camera hooked to a video recorder will enable us to see into the past even something as simple as a mirror is really a type of chronovisor we don't see ourselves in the mirror as we currently are but as we were a few excuse me a few um, moments or seconds before the time it takes the light to travel from our face to the mirror reflect off of it and return to our eyes Large telescopes also act as chronovisors. The distant galaxies we view through these devices do not actually look like they are today. But as they appeared when the light left them millions or perhaps billions of years ago, if an alien scientist on a planet 100 light years away had a powerful enough telescope that he could actually view activities on Earth, he wouldn't see recent events. But life as it was a century ago, it would see the Wright Brothers invention of the airplane, not the launch of the space shuttle. If it is possible to see into the past of a distant galaxy using a telescope, why can't a device be built that would allow us to peer into history here back on Earth? Undoubtedly, such a device will be much more complicated than ever, even the most advanced telescopes. Telescopes can see back in time, but what part of history they view is entirely a function of how far away the object is. A star 500 light years away can only be seen as it was five centuries ago, not as it was 100 years later or earlier than that. And of course, they can only view what is visible from Earth. We cannot see what is on the far side of the Crab Nebula, no matter how much we are interested in what it looks like. The device described by Father Ernetti, however, seems to be able to tune into almost any era and any location. The next section is called the Secret team of scientists how did the priest get a hold of such a fantastic machine according to what he told brun he had been working with father agnostino gemelli and that's g-e-m-l-l-i at the catholic university of milan trying to filter harmonics out of uh, georgian chants when they heard the voices of gemelli's late father speaking to them on the wire recorder they were using gemelli later confirmed this incident this got the priests thinking about what happened to all the sights and sounds humans make. Did they disappear completely, or do they continue to exist in some way? Arnetti approached a dozen eminent scientists and assembled a team to work on the project. The group included Enrico Fermi, who was one of the designers of the first atomic bomb, uh, and also Werner von Braun, the German rocket scientist, who was a Baron, and a uh, SS major. The team built the chronovisor so it could tune into any time or place. They observed not only the crucifixion of Christ, but the French conqueror Napoleon, the Roman philosopher Cicero, and the play Theestes, T-H-Y-E-S-T-E-S, by the Roman poet Quintus Ennius, E-N-N-I-U-S. Brune was astonished that he had not heard of the invention of this device. Why hide such a discovery, he asked. Father Ernetti replied that the team had decided to voluntarily dismantle the device. Since it could tune into any place at any time in the past, it left no room for privacy. In the wrong hands, Ernetti said that it could create the most fearsome dictatorship the world has ever seen. Father Ernetti also spoke at some conferences on paranormal uh, phenomena discussing his machine. While he never produced the device itself, he was eventually coaxed into playing some f- forms of proof. Uh, the first was the text of the play Theestes, T h y e s t s. The next section is known as Operation and Components. It all started in September 15, 1952, at Electroacoustics Laboratory of Father Agustino Gemelli at the Catholic University of Milan. Giving a record of Gregorian music, Ernetti and Father Gemelli have discovered with astonishment a foreign voice. Gemelli was convinced that it was his father's voice which shocked the two. In time, Ernetti's research was joined by 12 esteemed scientists. Their names remain unknown, but the monk confessed, however, that among those who worked on the Chronovisor included Nobel laureate Enrico Fermi and Werner von Braun, mentioned the rocket scientist of the V 1 and 2 under the uh, SS Hitler uh, during uh, uh, July through October 1941, which reigned havoc over Great Britain. He developed the V-1, which became our cruise missile, and the V-2, which became our ICBM, Intercontinental Ballistic Missile. And then they were brought over under Operation Paperclip, so we never had a truly a American space program. We had a German space program, because they were so far advanced from us at that time. So, um, onward is basically uh, the two of the great physicists of the world and parents, quote, of the American atomic program. What these scientists have done was to inflame the Catholic Church and to attract the interest of experts of who else but NASA, N-A-S-A, National Aeronautic Space Administration. No one knows exactly how it got to the first successful experience. It happened by accident. The basic idea was very simple. It was only a matter of overcoming obstacles, said the monk elusively, Asked who invented the chronovisor, he replied, no one. It was a collective creation. It was composed of three parts. The chronovisor captures images of near or distant past in the form of holograms designed in a cylindrical space. This is how the invention can be briefly described by Benedictine monk, Pellegrino Ernetti. First, lots of antennas capable of capturing light and sound. The antennas were made of an alloy of three mysterious metals, The second component was a type of sensor, activated and controlled by light and sound waves. The collector could be set to a desired location, a date, and even a certain person. The third component was a complicated mechanism to record the sounds and images. The principles behind this machine is very simple, and anyone could reproduce with bad intentions. But I tell you, we have demonstrated that visible and audible uh, uh, wavelengths of the past are not destroyed, and they're not disappeared. The greatness of this invention was that I could recover that lost energy has recomposed scenes that took place centuries ago, said Padre Ernetti. Ernetti published articles on the coronavirus since 1965, but they've been overlooked for some reason. On May 2, 1972, the Italian weekly La Domenica del Corre, which is C O R R I E R E, which is an Italian uh, paper, published a photograph that showed Jesus agonizing on the cross. In the interview, Ernetti said that the image was captured with a chronovisor. When I tried to capture the images on the crucifixion day, I had a problem. Crucifixion on the cross was still at that time daily. The fact that Jesus had to have a crown of thorns on his forehead is not helpful to us because contrary to popular belief, and it was common practice, said the monk, he told how they had to go back a few days to the Last Supper in the evening. I saw everything. Agony in the Garden of uh, Jessamine, which is G-E-T-H-S-E-M-A-N-E, The Betrayal of Judas, The Trial and The Ordeal. The Corona team filmed everything, but without detail, it was important to keep images, not the script. This article has aroused curiosity, optimism, and even exuberance, not so much in the face of astounding discoveries, especially of open perspectives. On April 8th, 1994, Padre Ernetti died in Venice, not before he got on his deathbed a final visit from the Vatican. coronavisor had already been destroyed. The device can enter into anyone's past. With it, every secret is shattered. State secrets, industrial, private. The door could also be opened to a dictator. Uh, we ended to agree that we needed to disassemble the machine, uh, which would uh, have said Ernetti uh, back in 90, 1993 In Le Nouvel Mysterie du Vatican, as a French paper, um, Father Francois Brun said that in 1995, the monk also worked with one of Fermi's dis, uh, disciples, with another Nobel laureate from Japan and a scholar Portuguese, some evidence that these great personalities of science have worked with Ernetti, being attracted by unprecedented research. Now, the next section is Father Ernetti's Proof. The play Theistes, which is T-H-Y-E-S-T-S, was written by Quintus Ennius, which is E-N-N-I-U-S, who was born in 239 B.C. in what is now known as uh, Calabria, Italy, and that's C-A-L-A-B-R-I-A. Ennius uh, is sometimes called the father of Latin poetry, and over the course of his lifetime, he wrote about 20 plays and an epic poem on the history of Rome, called the Annals, A-N-N-A-L-S. O- only a few fragments of his work survive. His last play, mentioned Theus, was produced only shortly before his death in 169 B.C. Scholars have wondered about this play for centuries. Though they, knew, they know uh, what the story was based on, the writings of the first century author Seneca, that's S-E-N-E-C-A, the actual text, except for a few lines, have been lost to history. Sometime in the late 1960s, a professor, Giuseppe Marasca, which is M-A-R-A-S-C-A, became interested in the stories he was reading about Father Ernetti and his machine. Marasca, Marasca contacted Ernetti, and eventually they became friends. Ernetti promised to show Marasca, Marasca his machine, but never did. What he did present to the professor was a handwritten manuscript of what he indicated was a complete play by the Estes that he had supposedly copied down while watching the chronovisor. Maraska held on to the text for a number of years, refusing it to show it to anyway, anyone. Eventually, he passed copies to uh, secret and uh, select individuals, including Father Broom. A second piece of evidence that Father Ernestine released was a picture of Christ's face while he was on the cross, apparently photographed through the chronovisor. The photo shows the face of a bearded man with upturned eyes. It wasn't long, however, before someone noticed that the picture was identical, except being reversed left to right, to one sold at the Sanctuary of Merciful Love in Collovenia, which is C-O-L-L-E-V-A-L-E-N-Z-A, uh, Italy. The photograph showed, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) showed a wooden carving of Jesus in the sanctuary by the Spanish artist Colot Valera. And that's C-U-L-L-O-T-V-A-L-E-R-A. After this revolution revelation, Father Ernetti said that little more about the photograph in the coronavisor. He died in 1994. As for the manuscript of Theestes uh, that he said he had transcribed from watching the play on the coronavirus, it seemed too short, only 120 lines, for it to be the full play. Most plays of this type would have been 10 times as long. Dr. Catherine Owen Eldridge of Princeton University, an expert on the play who translated a manuscript for the American edition of the book Father Anetti's Chronovisor, suspects of its authenticity. Uh, many of the words used in the manuscript didn't appear in the Latin language until over two centuries after the play was first performed. The type of words and the way they are repeated also suggests that the person who composed the manuscript had limited skills in Latin. As Enius, E-N-N-I-U-S, the playwright, was using his native language that seems very strange. This is what makes one wonder if the author wasn't Enius, but Father Ernetti himself. And the next section is the Enigma of Father uh, Ernetti. What can we make of this strange story? It would be easy to dismiss Father Ernetti as a crackpot or a compulsive liar. Outside of the, his entanglement with the coronavisor, however, Father Ernetti was an extremely respected but quiet intellectual who especially was archaic music. He spent most of his life doing research and teaching on the subject and was the author of such repeated books as Words, comma, Music, comma, Rhythm, and uh, multi-volume Works of General Treatise uh, and that's T-R-E-A-T-I-E-I-S-E on Gregorian chant. Why would such a respected clergyman, academic, and author make up such a wild story? After the father's death, the editors of Father Ernetti's chronovisor received a document from someone claiming to be a relative of Ernetti, but wishing to remain anonymous. The document tells of how this relative was called to Ernetti's deathbed, and and the priest confessed that he had made up the play and falsified the picture. However, Ernetti continued to continue to insist the coronavirus actually worked. I believe it's factual. Since the document is anonymous, it is hard to know how much faith to place in it. Father Brun, Ernetti's longtime friend, believed that the coronavirus existed, but Ernetti came under pressure from his superiors in the last years of his life not to talk about it. And that has to do with its validity. brun thinks the resemblance of the picture to the statue can be explained by the artist carving the work under the direction of a nun who had a vision. In the vision, she saw Christ hanging on the cross and described it to the artist. The artist translated her vision exactly into the sculpture. The sculpture and the photo look alike because they are both true representations of Christ's face. One coming to us via the chronovisor, the other through the nun's vision, suggested Broome. We may never be able to prove that the story of Ernest chronovisor was false, but with our technical capabilities expanding continually, might it be possible to someday build such a device? Next section is paleoacoustics, trying to gather remnants of electromagnetic waves left over in the environment and resemble them co- co- excuse a coherent image seems an overwhelming task, even with the most advanced computers. Some scientists have speculated, however that we may find past sounds preserved in the environment. They've even given this speculative branch of science a name, and that's paleoacoustics. The idea is that the sound waves might have been recorded and preserved by accident. One possible way this could happen would be during the creation of pottery. In theory, a clay vessel spun on a potter's wheel and given a spiral pattern with a stylus would act like a primitive phonograph. On earlier phonographs, sounds were preserved by using a tin or later wax cylinder spun with a needle etching a spiral groove down the surface of the cylinder. The needle would pick up the sound waves and etch the vibrations into the grooves. When the needle traveled down the groove a second time, the effect would reverse itself and the needle would vibrate, playing back the recorded sound. On the pottery wheel, the soft clay of the pot would act as a recording mechanism and the stylus as a needle. In theory, the sound vibrations could be etched into the clay. Given that this method of creating pottery has been Around for thousands of years, this technique seems to hold out the promise of bringing back sounds from the ancient past. Although this idea for recovering ancient sounds has been around since it was proposed by Richard G. Woodbridge in a letter to the proceedings of the IEEE in 1969, that's an organization, no one has yet been successful in recovering ancient sounds. Um, Then it goes on to state that... uh, However, as our instruments become more sensitive, our computers become more powerful, we may yet see success with this type of investigation. Still, if these techniques are successful, they would be a far cry from Renetti's chronovisor which could tune into the past at any time or place. Will we ever be able to build a machine like it described? Only time will tell. According to numerous reports, stories that have been published through the years Among the many secrets that the Vatican has, there is a device called the chronovisor. The device enables its user to observe future as well as past events. Many believe this device is one of the greatest guarded secrets humanity has ever had. Some even believe it is a crucial tool which has allowed the Vatican to preserve its influence and power throughout the years. Ever since H.E. Wells composed his novel The Time Machine, many people have been less fascinated by the idea of time travel. Even theoretical physicists dream of the possibility of making it work one day. Everything related to time travel today is related to science fiction, or so it seems at least. Interesting, on May 2, 1972, an Italian, Italian newspaper shocked the world when they published an article with a provoking headline, a machine that photographs the past has finally been invented, and that is the chronovisor. So that goes... That discusses that, and then we go on to the next one. And that is called Stargate.
0: uh, I just want to say I absolutely believe that this technology is available. Uh, You know, we we know that even in heaven, there's a book of records and there's a library, and uh, every experience is captured. Uh, Energy cannot uh, die, it can only be transferred, it cannot be destroyed uh so I believe there are ways of capturing this stuff and I'm super fascinated by this topic. Uh I really, really am. And and even when you look at some of the proofs like when you when you look at uh Baron Trump's marvelous underground adventure, the book written you know in the eighteen ninety and you know it has Baron Trump uh traveling through time under the direction of Don you know um and then there's the book the last president and you know it mentions trump it's 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 incredible the different things that are are coming to and fro in this world and and what we're experiencing right now not only with the medical breakthroughs that chris started off with but uh now we're starting to realize that first of all time does not exist uh and chris has mentioned this before i come i wholeheartedly agree with that Uh, Time is actually just a man-made measurement of, you know. uh, So there's a lot of different things, and uh, this world is not as it seems to most people. So uh, keep a real open mind as we get into this next section, because uh, it's something that Jesse and I have talked about a lot on our program, and what you're going to see is uh, a different way of presenting the information uh, but you know, these things do exist. I can verify, verify, verify that they do exist. There's lots of people who have coming out in the last couple of years, acknowledging that these things happen. So, uh, you know, break, buckle up because this is going to get really, really good in the next, uh, few moments. Uh, and just before we go on, uh, I do have to, uh, Mentioned, listen, we're fighting for our countries right now. We're fighting for our freedoms. We're fighting for our liberties. Please, whatever you do, you want to buy American. You want to buy Canadian. uh, You want to support local jobs. You want to stop by putting the chemicals that the cabal has been putting into all of your household cleaners, uh, your food, your nutrients, things like that. So the way to take a stand, the way to fight for your liberty, one of the ways is to simply go to MyLibertyStand.com, sign up at MyLibertyStand.com, and one of your fellow Right On Radio listeners, or even Jesse or myself, may e- contact you directly and will take you through a virtual tour of our store. And uh, there's over 450 products, they're all Ethically made, they're ethically sold. The price is right. You're not paying more. You're just changing. You're not paying corporations like Walmart and going there and shopping there. And by the way, they're they're turning WalMarts into FEMA camps as we speak. Um, that's not a myth. That's happening. Uh, so stop giving them money. Start shopping locally. Support local jobs. And you're also supporting Right On Radio when you do so. So go to MyLibertyStand.com. And just before we bring Chris back, I see that Jesse has joined. Jesse, welcome back to Right On Radio.
1: Hey, good to
0: be here. Jesse, you came right at the perfect time because we just talked about the CoronaVisor, which is like a looking glass sort of thing that, you know, was held in the Vatican. And now we're going to get into... Stargates and Portals. I'm excited for this conversation. All right. okay. okay, Chris, without further ado, back to the military analyst who literally is risking his life to give you this information. Please continue,
1: Chris. Okay, first off, Jeff, is that I did on another podcast, uh, Andrew Basego, who uh, was involved with time travel, and I did that last week on another platform. I could do that next, and he did do time traveling both past and present, uh, past and future. And he is, uh, uh, his father worked for the CIA, a uh, subordinate affiliate agency, and he was time traveling, which was perfected in 1968 to anywhere on the planet, uh, with X, Y coordinates. There, you need seven coordinates, the seventh being your point of origin. And he was traveling between uh, Westwood, New Jersey to, uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico to Sandia Labs and, uh, and the Capitol. And then he traveled to Mars and, uh, he went back in time to, uh, a couple locations. He went to, uh, George Washington. Uh, he gave him, advice, uh, in, uh, prior to a battle. Uh, and, uh, uh, George Washington thought that he was an angel and then he proved out of his pocket that he actually came from the future by having uh, some type of logo that he had uh, with red, white, and blue. And uh, George Washington believed him and appreciated. And it was basically the advice that the CIA had told him was to, for uh, George Washington to, to uh, back up his troops before the attack. He was apparently too close to the river and they would have uh, had far more casualties. Uh, he did actually take the advice and, um, the point is uh he went back in time to uh both Abraham and I have photographs of this. Even when uh uh third photograph surfaced uh, ten years after he did a show with like uh Art Bell, uh on uh, or rather George Knapp on right um uh Coast to Coast AM radio. Only two pictures of Lincoln's Gettysburg Address existed uh prior to nineteen ninety five when he did his uh uh broadcast with uh, um um right on radio i'm sorry um with a, a coast-to-coast radio am and then a third one surfaced around 2005 and it's a picture of him standing there in oversized boots and uh, leather coat that when he traveled to what is called the he called it his uh, coronavisor uh he lost his coat and shoes and uh, hitched to right into town and a uh Shopkeeper, a leather uh, leather goods shopkeeper, saw that he was half naked and gave him a coat and shoes. We, I have that photo today, and it proves that he did travel back when he was seven years old. So he also went to Mars twice, and uh, so did Obama, uh, because Obama was predetermined. He's our first genetic human clone as a president. Okay. Onward. Uh, this is this one you, is. Uh, uh,
0: listen, uh, what that was really intriguing. Let me know in the chat if you want to hear about time travel more next week on the military analyst. So write it down in the chat. Yes, yes, yes. I'm seeing so far. Oh yeah, we're getting an overwhelming response already, uh, Chris. So I think we're set for next week. But let's carry on with the portals. All
1: right the one I was going to do when you had me change the subject last last episode, okay? Anyway, uh, okay, this one is called Stargates, The Last Frontier, Portals to Other Worlds, Natural Dimensional Doorways Exist Around the Planet, Speculation Into Reality, For Military Use Only, exclamation. First off, we have uh, multiple natural stargates on our planet. Uh, the two that are w- what I call a variant are the Bermuda triangle and also in in uh, off of uh, the triangle between Florida the, the Bahamas and down to uh, Puerto Rico uh that one has always been and has always been known as a uh, a stargate but with these natural ones they shift in dimensions so therefore the location and uh uh openings vary all the time and that's how planes have disappeared on different flights and they actually go into it, and some never return. Uh, the other one is the Devil's Triangle, which is a uh, triangular piece of land between, like, uh, 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 southern Japan, I think it's Hokkaido, and uh, uh, down to uh, Okinawa, and then, then out to a point in the Pacific. And those are what I call variant uh, stargates, whereby they do exist, but they are not fixed locations. They will shift uh, with a portal. Uh, there are other stargates that I have found that do exist, uh, between Iraq, uh, uh, Egypt, uh, Brazil, uh, where are the other ones? Uh, I think, uh, Romania, a few others. Anyway, uh, Pakistan as well. Okay, on with this one. Uh, the, I think the audience will love the pictures that I put in these because with every essay, I always put vivid pictures so they can understand what the essay is about, and the subject matter. Okay. Um, this was uh, developed by Ron Schmidt, and it's, uh was collected works by the Pegasus Research Consortium. All right. First off is a definition. Stargates are doorways to wormholes in time. A Stargate is a portal device that allows practical and rapid trial travel between two distant locations as space and time are relative and intertwined a person can travel vast distances in the galaxy or universe without requiring a spacecraft on the milky way stargate which is ours there are 39 glyphs and now we're talking about the actual stargate as far as what it requires glyphs are the uh, symbols that need to be aligned of the seven coordinates of the xy coordinates okay so so the public understands and um uh, on the Pegasus Stargate, there are 36 glyphs. Each star system will possess different numbers or combinations of glyphs dependent on the number of stars, meaning the x, y coordinates, in that system. A typical Stargate's dimension would be 15 feet, which is 4.6 meters in diameter. A Stargate w- were created, <coughs> excuse me, untold millions of years ago by an unknown advanced race. The Akanaki, Anunnaki, which is uh, what came to our world to two locations, and I have many essays on this, uh, which is Mesopotamia II, they left ancient technology behind when they departed, buried in the sands of time. <clears throat> the U.S., Great Britain, USSR, France, and Germany, and Israel have been in collusion to retrieve and reverse engineer this advanced science. This is, has to do with the wars in the Middle East. Uh, there are five to six tiers of deception that the presidents and our government military have uh, played upon the American public. Uh, the First, it was when we went into uh, uh, Iraq, it was supposedly that um, Saddam Hussein had uh, weapons of mass destruction. That's a lie. He did not have it. Iran was developing it, but he hadn't reached that point. That was the first deception. And then the second deception was, uh, let's see, that we were going in there to basically, um, correct, uh, the, uh, Saddam Hussein was training, trading U.S. dollars and no country ever goes off the U.S. dollar and lives to regret it as far as dictators and politicians. Uh, Saddam Hussein was trading with uh the euro dollar and he was getting a dollar twenty versus our one US dollar. And he was also trading with what is called the BRIC Brazil, Russia, India, China, and Korea. And in doing so, that was done in gold. So that was a second deception. The third one was um besides the weapons of mass destruction, was that uh body parts, human body parts have been traded for at least a hundred years, and I have an essay showing what body parts are worth how much an eye is, how much uh, uh a tongue to a, a any organ liver uh lungs heart et etc so that was the third The fourth was that um, when they went in when the military went in what what wasn't told to the American public is that we have black operations, and these are you're basically your Uh, what is known as um, uh, Craft and Blackwater. They've changed their names, as they do all the time, and now one of them is AAA. AAA. But the point is, they go in there, and the real mission to go into Iraq was to gain the technology that was left behind by the Anunnaki, because they were a fourth-dimensional race, they were reptilian, and they left around uh, 2700 B.C. to 1700 B.C. in that range. And behind... They had left Stargates and advanced weapons and technology, and it 's been buried by the sands of time and These six countries that I mentioned were all working together in collusion to gain access to it. Saddam Hussein wanted it, but he didn 't have the resources at the time, and so that 's why he allowed uh, engineers from France and uh, Great Britain, etc., to go in so that he could share in it. However, that didn 't happen so that was, those are the main ones. And the other is this, is that the other level of deception is that there are very affluent people in this world, in this debt-based economy that are multi, multi-millionaires and billionaires. They love, uh, antiquities and they love collecting them. This is a hobby for them since they're so affluent. And what they don't want is they don't want to be recognized so they don't want to have to deal with going to a public auction and having to, uh, buy, buy the uh, item and bid on it and get a, what is known as a certificate of, of authenticity. So what we did, what they did rather, is they would hire these, uh, black ops. They would go in. They would steal the technology, uh, of, uh, ancient artifacts in museums. And that's why when the troops got there, the museums were half destroyed. Beautiful ancient objects were destroyed. That was strictly a front, Jeff. That was meant to be as though it was local inhabitants that raided it. It wasn't. They were a black ops. They went in, stole the goods, and they have their own private jets. And those jets come and go, and they can land at personal. Uh, they can land in on uh, personal airstrips on uh, uh, any, any location they want to with their crafts. The private airstrips, uh, to out in, in remote areas, besides just using a regular airport. They never have to declare, because they present themselves as military, which they were, they never have to declare what their goods are. And this has been going on for decades. Okay. That are, those are your five tiers of deception in the war in the Middle East. Okay? So, onward. The number of glyphs is dependent on the network in which the gates belong meaning the solar system. Six of these glyphs plus the point of origin, the seventh, serves as coordinate to map out a specific location in space that one can dial. Uh, Additional glyphs may also be selected, which include and increase the distance of travel, allowing the gates outside the current galaxy to be reached, a process that requires significantly more energy than interstellar coordinates dialing. Unlike the sci-fi movies we've seen, the mode only requires one stargate to send, from and the other to return from, not two gates to send and receive simultaneously. The series used in the concept, meaning this, uh, con- the series uh, Stargate, to send and receive simultaneously. The system used the concept dialing into other known Stargate coordinates. Each destination travel point is determined by the grid corner being set to. Tesla's 1930 uh, designed Stargate plans used twin convex eight-foot linear tower boxes set 10 to 12 feet apart to generate the dimensional field. And what you'll learn in the uh, series next week is that when it was being developed by Andrew, uh, Andrew Baseggio's father, who had been uh, time traveling between 1962 to 1968 independently without letting his family know, that um, it also ages you. So, when this happens, by going forward or backward in time, because you're dealing with different dimensional capabilities, it ages the physical human body. So um, we'll get into that next week. Uh, Tessa designed this, uh, the Stargate, as mentioned. Our government stole his journals uh, with these schematics and began working on perfecting the technology uh, in January of 1943. This is when, when uh, Nikola Tessa was murdered by... Otto Skorzeny, Skorzeny, S-K-O-R-Z-E-N-Y. He was uh, Hitler's uh, uh, colonel and the SS Waffen, and he was uh, Hitler's uh, personal assassin and bodyguard, as well as uh, Major General, Major General uh, Galen, who developed the OCI, uh, which is uh, uh, the first generation of, of the um, uh, CIA, and then he developed the... Uh, OSS, which was Office of Strategic Services between 1941 and 1942. They were imported by our government, unbeknownst to the American public. Germany and the United States were never enemies, and neither was Russia. It was all about the three principles of one, uh, power, which equals control, two, greed, which equals wealth, and three uh, is conquest, land and territory acquisition or ownership. And we'll get into that later. Uh, So... Uh, They murdered uh, Tesla in his apartment, the two of them, uh, stole his material, talked to him, gained information from him, then suffocated him with a pillow. He was 86 when he was killed. Uh, It was functional in 1968 to any point on Earth. Ten years later, by 1978, it was enhanced to interplanetary travel. The U.S. government has had Tesla-based quantum access time travel technology for over 40 years of when this article was written. Time travel technology has been weaponized, with principal impacts to date being for sequestration, uh, sequestration in uh, time loops of secret military installations, U.S. Uh, secret military bases on the moon, Mars, Jupiter, and several of their moons, like Ceres. Politic- item two is uh, political control of the human population. Item three is political surveillance. And item four is attempted imposition of a catastrophic timeline on humanity by withholding or manipulating information about future events. The next section is confirmation of U.S. Uh, uh, the United States' use of Tesla-based time travel technology. Two independent whistleblowers from the na- U.S. national security state have come forward with congruent, sophisticated, and extensive insider accounts of their experience with Tesla-based time travel technology. Developed by the U- United States Department of Defense and DARPA, Defense Advanced Research Project Agency. Mars Colony eyewitness Michael Relf, R-E-L-F-E, is a whistleblower and a former member of the U.S. Armed Forces who in 1976 was recruited as a permanent member of the secret Mars Colony. In 1976, which is Earth time, he teleported to the Mars Colony and spent 20 years as a permanent member of its staff. In 1996, Mars time, Mr. Reif was time-traveled via teleportation and age regressed 20 years, landing back at a U.S. military base in 1976, Earth time. I can tell you which base he went back to. He went back to the um, Great Lakes, uh, um, uh, what do you call it, training camp. We had three U.S. Uh, bases for uh, training. Uh, you had one in uh, San Diego. Then you had one in Great Lakes, Illinois, and you had one in uh, Daytona, Florida—not uh, Daytona, Orlando, Florida. They closed the two in positive weather areas, San Diego, and over in—or uh, or, excuse me—Orlando, uh, where I was at for a while. And yet they kept Great Lakes open, which was two-thirds of the base. Was the uh, housing was uh, substandard. The reason why that was kept open is because they had a time portal there in the basement of one of their buildings. And this is where several of the people who which have had a um, uh, regression therapy have come forward. And it was in that base where they were time traveling. That is one of the most prominent ones. The other one is uh, at uh, Area 52 and 51 in Las Vegas. OK, onward. Um in the confirmation of U.S. Uh, use of Tesla-based time travel, uh, the Mars colony uh, eyewitness, Michael Ralph is a whistleblower. Corey Goode is another one. And a former member of the U.S. Armed Forces, who in 1976 recruited as a permanent member of the secret Mars colony. I uh, went on basically, he, he traveled back and forth. Now, we have had this technology going back at least to 1960. And they also have had... Age regression I know goes back to 1940, where they can take a person's physical body and when they go to Mars or to Jupiter or to the moon and they work there and they call it different timelines. Then when they return, they have their memory erased. Number one, it's blank. So they have no recollection of what they did and the technology they were exposed to. And then they returned back to the United States and they serve either a four to six, whichever service branch, because these are the elite, and do a regular term in the U.S. military without any prior knowledge of what they have done. Several have realized they had glimpses of what happened in the past, and they had uh, regressive, professional regressive therapy done, and these are the ones that have come forward. Uh, Corey Good is another one. Anyway, um, so uh, he then served six years in the U.S. military on earth before honorably discharged in 1982 in a two separate volume book the mars record authored his wife by his wife stephanie ralph uh she had uh at least a bachelor of science she was the uh therapist which was able to break the codes that he was programmed with because it's very sophisticated i have an article on my other laptop and it's really worth reading because it has three levels of uh, to protect this knowledge of not being uh, reported to the public. And each time she encountered that, it was like, I can't talk about that. You know, his responses, uh, I can't go there. I don't know anything. And she, over time, over a period of three years, she was able to break the coding. And this is how she was able to recall all of his past uh, information to help him write the book. And eventually, they did actually get married. Anyway, onward. So. <clears throat> Um, Mr. Welf described the, the two types of individuals at the secret Mars colony. To clarify, remember there are two kinds of people that, I re- that he remembers. Number one is people visiting Mars temporarily. That is your politicians, VIPs, etc. They travel to Mars via a jump gate. They visit for a few weeks and return. They are not time traveled back. They are VIPs. They are off limits. Item number two is the other type. Permanent staff members, they spend 20 years uh, duty cycle. At the end of their duty cycle, they are age reversed and time shot back to their space time origin point. They're sent back with their memories blocked. They're sent back to complete the destiny on Earth Four independent whistleblowers, including Michael Ralph, has confirmed the existence of one or more U.S. secret bases on Mars as a uh, forward strategic uh, military bases for occupation or defense of the solar system. These whistleblower witnesses include, besides him, uh, former U.S. Army uh, Sergeant Major Robert Dean, former participant in DARPA's uh, Project Pegasus, Andrew Bisego, which I'll do that one uh, next week, and former U.S. Department of Defense scientist Arthur Newman. Uh, I think he was eliminated. Uh, Andrew Bissego uh, is a former participant in DARPA Project Pegasus. 1968 to 72 that developed Tesla-based quantum teleportation and time travel in the time-space hologram, initiating the U.S. program of time-space chrononauts. According to Mr. Bisego. The U.S. government already had fully operational teleportation capabilities in 1967 to 68, and by 1969 to 70 was actively training a cadre of gifted and talented American schoolchildren, including himself, become America's first generation of chrononauts, that's C-H-R-O-N-O-N-A-U-T-S, our time travel explorers. This training, he said, culminated in 1981, when as a 19-year-old he teleported to Mars first by himself after being prepared for the trip by the CIA officer, Courtney Hunt, who is related to the Hunt brothers, which controlled the silver market out of Texas, and then a second time in the company of just Hunt with him. Uh, both trips, Mr. Bisego said, were made via Jumper, located at a CIA facility in El, Saguna, California. El Segundo, California. The apparent purpose of the trips to Mars was to familiarize him with Mars being the CIA, uh, knew of his destiny pertaining to publicly establishing the fact that Mars is an inhabited planet and deemed it important that he visit Mars and experience uh, its condition firsthand. Mr. Masego's involvement in advanced U.S. time travel research as a child, he was brought in at age seven, uh, being a MENSA of 140 students, um, that they got trained during summer uh, months, and they were on a drug program so that if they were thought about talking or uh, sharing any information, they received very painful uh, shockwaves. So this is all part of our big pharma drug corporations that have done this. And uh, Mr. Hunt's identity as a career CIA officer has been confirmed by Dr. Jean Maria Arrigo, A-R-R-I-G-O an ethnicist who works closely with U.S. Military and Intelligence Agency and by U.S. Army Captain Ernest Garcia, whose story's career in U.S. intelligence includes both serving as a guard on the Dead Sea Scroll expeditions of Israeli archaeologist Yigal Yadin, Y-A-D-I-N, and as the Army security attache to Project Pegasus. Mr. Bassego has revealed that between 1969 and 1972, as a child participant in Project Pegasus, he he both viewed past and future events through a device known as a chronovisor and teleported back and forth across the country in portal tunnels um, located at the uh, Curtis Wright Aeronautical Company facility in Woodridge, New Jersey, and the San Diego National Labs in San Diego, New Mexico. He also went to the state capitol with his father, teleporting. A chronovisor is a device that uses a screen or holographic template to locate and display scenes from the past or future in the time-space hologram. The chronovisor was originally developed by two Vatican scientists in conjunction with Enrico Fermi, uh, Fermi and later refined by DARPA scientists. I went over that before in the other article. DARPA had explained five reasons for involving American school children in such a new and dangerous and experimental activities. First, the Department of Defense wanted to test the mental and physical effects of teleportation on children. Second, Project Pegasus needed to use children because the holograms created by the coronavirus would collapse when adults stood within them. Third, the children were, uh, what is called, it's Latin, tabula rasa, T-A-B-U-L-A-R-A-S-A, of the mind that has not yet gained impressions of experience. So they're naive and innocent and would tend to see things during the time probes that adults would tend to miss, overlook. Fourth, the children were trained upon growing up would serve in a covert time-space program under DARPA that would operate in tandem with the Overt Space Program under NASA. And five, lastly, the program sponsored found that after moving between timelines, adult time travelers were often becoming insane, and it was hoped that by working with gifted and talented children from childhood, these are MENSA students, uh, the U.S. government might create an adult cadre of chrononauts capable of dealing with the psychological effects of time travel. Those are the five. In contrast to the chronovisor probes in which a form of virtual time travel was achieved, the teleporters developed by Project Pegasus allowed for physical teleportation to distant locations, sometimes with an adjustment forward or backward in time of days, weeks, months, or even years. According to Mr. Basego, by 1972, the U.S. government was using quantum displacement of this kind to both send people forward several years in time to store sensitive military secrets in the future and backward several years in time to provide the government with intelligence about future events. So the point is, Jeff, but with this program, our evil government, the CIA and DARPA, they were getting information of, of, of our future, who is going to be president, uh, what effects were going on geopolitically and as well as technology. Okay. Uh, item two is the weaponization of time travel. DARPA's Project Pegasus of 1968 to 73 under the U.S. government program of quantum access, Tesla-based teleportation and time travel was developed and was historically under the control of then U.S. President Richard M. Nixon's cabinet member, Donald H. Rumsfeld. Now, supportedly, purportedly, Rumsfeld has already been arrested, tried, convicted, and before he was being executed at Guantanamo Bay, he committed suicide. But we'll find that out only when the the images of, uh, as every execution is always videotaped and filmed. Well, I'm waiting for those to be released. Onward. According to Mr. Bisego's whistleblower testimony, Donald H. Rumsfeld, then current U.S. Secretary of Defense, on September 11, 2001, was a defense attache to Project Pegasus during the early 1970s, when Mr. Rumsfeld was officially serving as counselor to President Nixon and member of his board, wage, and price stabilization. Um, Rumsfeld was also a member of the Council of Foreign Relations, which I know, the CFR, which has been collapsing our government toward a new world order. Mr. Rumsfeld approached his Project Pegasus responsibility with the intent to weaponize teleportation and time travel to the U.S. government's advantage. He has been quoted as stating in Project Pegasus meetings at the time that the chief mission of teleportation was to deliver troops to the appropriate place in the battlefield. Well, first off, the public is learning that all these wars and conflicts are for absolutely a totally different purpose. Uh, We are not enemies with Russia or China. We've actually worked in seclusion and on uh, deep covert missions together with all the countries. Okay, the next is sequest Sequestration of secret U.S. military bases, it is clear from Michael Ralph's two books on his 20 years at the secret U.S. base on Mars that U.S. time travel was principally used to hide the presence of U.S. secret military installations on Mars from the public so the installation remained accessible only to time scientists of the U.S. Department of Defense. Mr. Ralph was recruited into the U.S. Armed Forces and time travel teleported to Mars in 1976. Only individual with access to secret time science uh, records or technology of the U.S. Department of Defense could prove the existence of the U.S. secret Mars base from Michael Ralph's conventional U.S. service records. Time travel and political control of the human population. These are the two points. Time travel, pre-identification, and secret training of U.S. presidents. So all of them have been advised. On November eleventh, two 2009, coast-to-coast Coast AM radio program, Mr. Busego publicly stated that DARPA's Project Pegasus program involved time travel, was identifying future persons of interest, including those who would serve as U.S. president, and then informing such persons of their destinies. Mr. Bisego stated that in the early 1970s, in the company of his late father, Raymond F. Basego, an engineer for Ralph M. Parsons Company, who worked on classified aerospace projects, Projects, uh, that was the front for the CIA, one of many, was present at a lunch in Albuquerque, New Mexico, at which then future US Presidents George H.W. Bush and George W. Bush were guests shortly after they were informed that both would one day serve as president, because they already know the future in advance, Jeff. He also stated that in the early 1970s, the DARPA program, Project Pegasus, <coughs> excuse me, had identified Future Presidents Jimmy Carter and Bill Clinton utilizing time travel technology. Mr. Bisego met with then-Future President Barack Obama in Los Angeles, California, in 1982. Purportedly, uh, Obama went to uh, the, uh, the Claremont School Group uh, in California before supposedly going for his master's at Columbia and then on to his doctorate at Harvard. But I know that a lot of that has been falsified because all of his records have been deleted. And he only had an IQ of about 120, if that. Mr. Bisega, while attending UCLA, Mr. Obama, then a student at Columbia University, was visiting former classmates at Accidental College, which is part of the Claremont Group in California, in Los Angeles. A statement was made by the ally of Mr. Obama in the anti-apartheid movement, which revealed that Mr. Obama, then age 20, already knew that he would be one day be the president. Project Pegasus time travel was also used for political surveillance of future societal change agents. Mr. Bissego revealed that the reason Project Pegasus was able to identify Mr. Carter, who was then the governor of Georgia in 1971 as, as a future U.S. president, is that the program was in possession of a copy of ExoPolitics, Political Government and Law in the Universe by Alfred Lamber, uh, Lambremont, L-A-M-B-R-E-M-O-N-T, uh, Webrey, which is W-E-B-R-E, a book that this reporter would not write until 1999 and would not be published as a library book until 2005, but which bears a quote on its front pages of a statement made by President Jimmy Carter. According to him, Mr. Webrey's book, ExoPolitics, was among other written books physically retrieved from the future by the associate at the Center for Middle Eastern and Central Asian Studies in Australia. He joined the facility of the Department of Political Science as Australian National University in Cambria as a lecturer. In 1996, he came to the United States and gained an academic appointment at the School of International Service at American University in Washington, D.C. What a coincidence. Uh, these are Jesuit schools, okay, uh, where he remained until 2001. Dr. Sala, who I didn't meet when I was stationed in Hawaii two years, but I know who he is very well, and I've contacted him, Iraq Stargate theory is expounded in a paper written for publication. Uh, Dr. Michael Sala also produces uh, a forum which is called ExoPolitics, and he is uh, world-known for that. Okay, he believes that the U.S., Russia, Great Britain, Germany, and France have been aware that the Anunnaki left behind some very high-tech apparatus and possibly weaponry when they abandoned Earth around 1700 B.C., and that Saddam Hussein had been getting close assistance from Russian and French archaeological teams for years in an attempt to retrieve, reverse engineer this apparatus, which Salah claims is probably far in advance of any technology we might have obtained from the graves of Zeta Reticuli, which is true, um, which, is, which was given at the time when uh, President Dwight D. Eisenhower met with them in 1954. Uh, Warehouse at Area 51 in Nevada. Some in the Middle Eastern UFO community theorized that Task Force 20, with, uh, which had been conducting cabana raids north of Baghdad during that time, was looking for the Stargate. Their secondary mission was the elusive former dictator Saddam Hussein. According to a local, Mahmoud, which is M-A-H-M-O-U-D, al-diwaniyad, which is D I W A N I Y A H. The alien Stargate, okay, his paper, may be hidden away in one of the several locations. Uh, some possibles include an ancient crypt beneath the Sumerian ziggurat, the pyramid of Durk, Kurigalzu, which is, uh, D-U-R, second word, K-U-R-I-G-A-L-Z-U, near Baghdad. The so-called Dark Ziggurat of Enzu, E-N-Z-U, located at Az-Zab, which is A-S-Z-A-B, and another A S and another S A G H I R, which is known in um, their language as Little River, Little Zob, or River Valley, which was once the lair of <clears throat> this is a new word for me, but it's Gimil G I M I L hyphen I S H B I Gimil Ishbi, a Sumerian sorcerer of 3000 B.C. Because this technology goes way back. So uh, onward is that. Uh, is uh, travel intelligence about two thousand twelve to two thousand thirteen uh being a catastrophic timeline. It is reasonable to speculate whether the US and other governments and elites may have made a fundamental miscalculation and wrong conclusion in assuming that a 2012 to thirteen catalytic uh catalytic timeline will be the actual future, when in fact it was an alternate future that would not materialize as the actual deterministic future in 2012 and 13. It is also reasonable to speculate that the governments and political and financial elites have made a colossal moral error in creating safe underground bases for themselves while making plans to leave an unwitting humanity on the surface to be depopulated by a combination of giant solar flares, meteors from space, and a Mad Max scenario playing out all of which is a future that does not materialize. In July 7, 2010, presentation by Dr. Courtney Brown of the Farsight Institute stated there are anomalies that suggest the U.S. government and elites are heavily invested in covertly preparing for the two th- this was written earlier, uh, 2012-13 catastrophic timeline while in keeping the bulk of the human population completely in the dark. These anomalies, such as rapid expansion of deep underground military bases to accommodate all U.S. government, military, and police forces, and political and financial elites, suggests they have accepted that the 2012-13 to 13 catastrophic future is the most probable future as fervishly completing underground bases uh, known as deep underground military bases, known as DUMS on Earth, as well as secret bases on Mars. In 1995, uh, Phil Snyder, before he was murdered, uh, January 1995, uh, he had stated that he worked. He was a uh, senior engineer to uh, these projects of the deep underground military bases. He developed 13 in the United States, and that there existed at that time 1,410 worldwide. He had helped others around the world. Unfortunately, uh, he was uh, murdered in, in his apartment, and uh, this is also a personal friend at that time. Of the other cw besides myself who has come on the show um imagine this okay the next part is saddam or stargate what is task force 20's main objective imagine the scenario and there are images i put with all these articles so those are mine uh the u.s government obtends obtains intelligence that hidden somewhere in central iraq is an actual stargate that is true placed there by the anunnaki gods of ancient sumeria I do have a photograph of one of them. I believe there's several. In this scenario, when Nibiru, the alleged 12th planet, uh, is closest to Earth, the Anunnaki will take the opportunity to travel to Earth through the same stargate and will set up their encampment in Iraq. Uh, Anunnaki, when translated from Sumerian, uh, equates to from heaven, those who came to Earth. Because at that time, the uh, the local Sumerians, they had no conception of time travel, of anti gravity, of teleportation, uh, of uh, shape shifting, etc. And so they used the best words. But in their writings, which are over 100,000 uh, uh, cuneiform tablets on clay in their triangular writing, which is all in the British Museums in London and England, which we'll never get to see. They left a very explicit outline of being an enslaved race, being genetically engineered, uh, and then mated with with the women. And those are the hybrids which are your royalty today. That is one derivation of the royalty today. Anyway, um, with time running out, President Bush invades Iraq. American Sizes raid the Iraqi National Museum and steal the Stargate, thus frustrating the grandiose ambitions of the self-styled reincarnation of Nebuchadnezzar, Saddam Hussein, and making the world safe for the New World Order. Is this a sequel to the movies?
0: Oh, Chris, you cut out there. I'm not sure if you're still talking, but you the last thing we heard, is this a sequel? To the movies. Your microphone is not muted. Oh, it is muted now. So just hit the microphone one. There you are, okay. you're back.
1: I'm sorry. Basically I got interrupted in and that, that person who called knows I'm on live show today. Okay. Um anyway, um I apologize for that. I I haven't I don't have a fancy phone. Uh in okay so onward. Um, basically um It's being queried that, is it a new Star Trek movie? No, it's none of these. According to Dr. Michael Sala, it is probably exactly what happened. Dr. Sala, an Australian national, obtained his M.A. in philosophy, his Master of Arts from the University of Melbourne, and then his doctorate, his Ph.D. in government from the University of Queensland in 1993. Um, After spending two years at at Project Pegasus, brought back in time to to 1971, as a prior time travel, at that time, in 19, 1971, Mr. Webray was general counsel of the New York City Environmental Protection Administration and had been placed under time travel surveillance by the U.S. government. Mr. Becega also stated that Project Pegasus identified uh, Laura Magdalene Eisenhower. That is the great granddaughter of U.S. President Dwight D. Eisenhower as a future ally. Thus, it is, there is historical precedent for the covert political surveillance via remote sensing in time of a person of interest like her, Laura Magdalene Eisenhower, the great granddaughter of Dwight D. Eisenhower. She was offered an opportunity to go into this, into the covert, uh, deep space program. She declined. And because she was a granddaughter of the president and bloodline, uh, they let her live. Okay. The next section is known as time travel, and she has spoken out publicly on this. Time travel and 9-11. Mr. Vesego has publicly stated that how in 1971 he viewed moving images of the attack on the Twin Towers on September 11, 2001 that had been obtained from the future and brought back to the early 1970s. He has described how while serving in Project Pegasus, he viewed moving objects, images of 9-11 at the secured U.S. Defense Technical Facility where they were processed after being retrieved from the future. And that was at the Aerojet Corporation facility that once stood on the corner of Bullock Avenue and uh, Leroy Place in Socorro, New Mexico. In all likelihood, Mr. Rumfeld, as a defense to project Pegasus, would have known about and possibly had control over the data about 9-11 derived via quantum access and brought it back to the early 1970s for analysis by DARPA Research and Development Program under his administrative authority. Mr. Visego's eyewitness account that Secretary Rumsfeld and others knew about 9-11 decades in advance before, uh, because data about it was gathered via DARPA's secret time machine time travel program, which unlocks several of the more enigmatic, uh, events of 9-11. Uh, both their literature and, um, maybe the key to society's unraveling the ultimate accountability for the false flag operation that took place on September 11, 2001. Next section is time travel and natural catastrophes. A chronovisor probe in the early 1970s by DARPA's Project Pegasus chose an archetype uh, target in Washington, D.C. Project Pegasus chose to view the U.S. Supreme Court building in 2013 via a chronovisor and Project Pegasus participant, and Mr. Brisego found that the Supreme Court building was under 100 feet of stagnant water at that time. So these are different scenarios that can be developed. And things change, and so the future is not written, but the past is. And the past cannot be changed. Even when you travel backwards in time, they cannot impact the, the future, the, the past, which would become our present to our future. A Farsight Institute remotely uh, viewing study of material, natural catastrophic targeted, the archetypal target right across from the U.S. Supreme Court building meaning the U.S. Capitol building in 2013. In all, 39% of the remote view reports viewed the U.S. Capitol in ruins alongside deep water. That was one possibility. Mr. Bisego has also stated that because the coronavirus did not identify absolute deterministic futures, but rather alternative futures in this multiverse, this catastrophic vision of Washington, D.C., might be from an alternative timeline that does not materialize in our timeline, known as the multiverse. Uh, Results show that 29% of farsight remote remote viewers targeting the U.S. Capitol in 2013 did not see a Washington, D.C. devastated by natural catastrophe. Here then we have the 2012-13 catastrophic and 2012-13 non-catastrophic futures side by side. DARPA's Project Pegasus coronavirus technology for probing future events in time-space hologram was state-of-the-art in the early 1970s. Project Pegasus itself was under the policy oversight of Donald H. Rumsfeld as a Nixon cabinet member. It may have been that president-level decisions were made in the early 1970s to commence underground shelter preparations on the basis of Project Pegasus and other uh timeline events beneath the ancient fortress of uh in uh, the little zab river valley north of basul saddam's re- reported underground base in al ouija which is a l hyphen O U three kilometers or two miles north of tikrit which is t-i-k-r-i-t uh which was built by him supposedly by the the Zar- Zazari aliens, which is Z-A-R-Z-I, extraterrestrials whose UFO crashed in Iraq in December 1998 and they were given sanctuary in Zarzi by Saddam. Uh, the editors comment, Dr. Salas's, uh paper uh, places a whole new spin on the UFO crash in 1998. Did the Zarzi aliens land in Iraq deliberately or was this plan all along to reactivate the ancient Atadaki Stargate? since you can't show pictures at this time you will see one that i do have of a a real stargate that was found in iraq and i have a photograph of it okay onward back into the 1920s the iraqi stargate was uncovered in baghdad this stargate was surrounded by the green zone during the iraq war and was the whole purpose of the war weapons of mass destruction were an excuse having control of the stargate was the goal of the bush administration as well as nazi germany now, that takes it back a long time. This is a repeat of when Hitler and Germany went to Iraq to fight against the British as both wanted control of the Iraq Stargate. The Fuhrer Directive of number 30 dealt with German intervention in support of Arab nationalists in the Kingdom of Iraq. During the 1930s, representatives of Nazi Germany and fascist Italy attempted to gain favor with various Iraqi nationalists and promised support against the British. On May second, 1941, after tensions mounted on both sides, the British lost a, launched a pre-exemptive land strikes against Iraqi forces, and the Anglo-Iraqi war began. Rashid Ali immediately requested that the Germans make good on their earlier promises of assistance. The International Zone, formerly known as the Green Zone, they'd always change names, is a heavily guarded diplomatic government area closed off streets in central Baghdad, where U.S. occupation authorities live and work. The green zone in the central city include the main palace of the former President Saddam Hussein where the Stargate was located in the basement of his main palace. The area houses a civilian ruling authority and is managed by the Americans and British and the offices of major US consulting companies. Prescott Bush, uh, the father of G.H.W. Bush, Prescott Sheldon Bush, had furnished weapons to the Nazi Germany uh, to embrace national socialism for the world. The next section is known as Rockefeller's Chase Bank and Prescott Bush Fund Secret Space Program. According to research carried out over the last few years, Wall Street bankers, among others, financed Hitler's rise to power while making large profits at the same time. I know for a fact, because I have a list, there were 553 American corporations, uh, trading with the enemy under the, uh, trading with the, against the, uh, trading with the enemy, uh, legal act. Uh, uh, you have all your three car manufacturers of Ford, Chrysler, and GM, uh, Kodak, um, all they all, are your banks were all trading. It was all a rigged deal. Okay, Wall Street bankers, among others, financed Hitler's rise to power while making large profits at the same time. U.S. economist Victor Thorne has noted that although a large number of other corporations aided the Nazis, Standard Oil and Rockefeller's Chase Bank. As well as U.S. automobilers, uh, manufacturers, which mentioned Prescott Boat's interests were much more profound and sinister. In their book, and I've, I've, uh, I know who he is, uh, Wester Tar, uh, Tarpley and Chay, uh, Chaitkin, C-H-A-I-T-K-I-N, explained that this is a, a way a significant part of the Bush's family's financial base is related to supporting and aiding Adolf Hitler. Therefore, the U.S. President number 43, just like his father, number 41, who was also the former CIA director, vice president, and then president, reached the peak of U.S. political hierarchy thanks to his great-grandfather and grandfather and generally his entire family, who financed and aided and encouraged the Nazis. Next section is war or a diversion in income for the Black Ops Space Program at NSA. The wars were all created as a diversion. Selling weapons, drug smuggling, and war profits – all had one, only one objective, to run the secret space program. We have border facilities like Fort Bliss in El Paso, Texas, I've been there, used for black ops in New Mexico. We placed our deep secret space facilities in tunneled underground labs near Indian reservations in uh, New Mexico and Arizona, so no U.S. citizen could see the black ops training without effort. The National Security Agency, known as the NSA, has been running a secret space program since its inception. So the NSA was officially developed in 1952. So that shows you how back, how far back it's been going. The CIA was officially developed in 1947. They have technology which has far exceeded anything NASA has. President Obama closed down the space shuttle program because the NASA craft, the NSA craft rather, are the fourth and fifth generation beyond the space shuttle. This dissolution of all world governments and population control and containment of genocide is inevitable, as citizens learn more about all the deceptions which have been kept hidden under a cover story of space exploration and threats of, quote, communism, fascism, and Maoism. The sea originally was set up uh, by executive order under President Truman in 1947, and the essay evolved from that in 1952. Since then, the CIA has been managing the United States military and black ops budget, ops stand for operations, funding the secret program. Uh, any place in the United States that has a need for military intervention, intervention, the CIA was there with black ops overseeing the military. It would be impossible to audit the United States military simply because the black ops budgets have never been written down. The Majestic documents, which are Majestic 12, I can do an article on that, I've written on it, uh, can be downloaded and printed online. The Freedom of Information Act declassified several documents which UFO experts have been researching and posting online for years. This is not a conspiracy or theory. It is reality. And the third section is the Iraq Stargate, the covert reasons of the Gulf Wars acquiring advanced ET technology in Desert Storm, Desert Shield, and Iraqi Freedom. And that was written by Elizabeth, uh, Trutwin, T-R-U-T-W-I-N, and Boris Chektov, which is C-H-E-R-T-U-K. All right. Um, I just went over that section. Uh, it is, this was actually built into article number two. Um, so that I have covered what I needed to in this hour. And it's already, uh, uh two
0: times. Th- Man, you gave out so much information and so much truth today. Uh, my mind is actually blown as well. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty informed with this stuff, but wow, wow, wow. You really knocked it out of the park today. And, uh, everyone in the chat is saying, uh, they really, really want the time travel stuff, uh, next week and uh and i i'm personally interested in the teleportation thing because (laughs) going to the airport is kind of insane right now and teleporting just seems really convenient so we'll see what happens with that stuff but you know they've been when they put out these things like star trek and star wars and things like that they're actually putting out truth people uh they're preparing for what is coming and uh and, you know, Chris's uh, information is just overwhelming. So uh, I will be posting uh, these articles on our main channel on Telegram. That's right on radio. It's the main channel on Telegram. Uh, and below the articles, I can't get them to go together all in one shot uh, because they're big and they're, they're even too big for a PDF on Telegram. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to post the text. Uh, there'll be very long text and then I'm going to post all of the key p- pictures that uh, Chris referenced. And uh, when I, after I post all of the images, the very last image for that article, I'm just going to write the word end for that section. And then I'll go on to the next section. And I really do intend to have a, a channel set up on right on for uh, the military analyst stuff. Uh, but by the way, you can still go to uh, write on you dot com and get the bug out bag that uh, uh, the military analyst Chris has prepared for you. It's a preparation plan. It is in depth. It's about 48 pages, I believe. Uh, of stuff i threw in some of his extra things like how to make a generator and things like that uh, it is absolutely mind-blowing it's a little scary as well but uh, I, I would say you're better to have it than not to have it and that is a gift absolutely uh, from right on radio and from chris wilson which is his alias name of course but we just call him the military analyst because that is very fitting so uh, I'm going to start uploading that intel right now on to right on Radio Telegram page. Uh, please be patient. It does take some time to put up, but I will get it up in the, you know, probably uh, it'll take, you know, up to an hour to get the uh, the three main articles uh, put on. And uh, because of the snowstorm has, uh, you know, t- knocked my timelines out of commission, Uh, This week, I'm not sure if I'm going to do a Friday show here on Podbean as a Podbean exclusive, uh, but it is possible uh, that I will. And if I do, it will be at about 12 noon and uh, hoping Jesse will be able to join. Uh, One of the things I would like to cover is President Trump's address in Arizona uh, a few days ago. Uh, and also maybe just a little bit of follow-up on this show and, and maybe even take some questions and I will do my best to to answer mm-hmm. some if if indeed we do have that uh show. So listen uh just don't forget uh to go to MyLibertyStand.com, sign up and uh and you know switch your shopping dollars to made in USA made in Canada uh better products same prices stop feeding the cabal my Liberty Stand. Dot com is where you want to go for that. Uh, this is uh, by the way, it is only for people in uh North America, so uh, Canada, US, and Mexico at this time. So, listen,
1: I all right, Jeff, had two... go ahead, Chris. Excuse me, I just have two last points. Number one, I want to show you the level of technology besides going to the moon by the U.S. The Germans went there. I'll I'll send you a picture of the German base in uh, Marbellum. It's in the form of a which is at the the southernmost polar region on the dark side. And going to uh, the – we were on Mars by 1964, officially established with colonies in 1967. uh, But here's my point. I'm going to show you the public the level of technology that we've had that they have no clue. Besides uh, doing time travel, <clears throat> we have also, you're familiar with, uh, the Gulf Wars, okay, where basically, uh, where they went to, uh, uh, into, uh, Bosnia and, uh, uh, uh Serbia, okay, in Croatia in the 90s, okay. You know that in Florida, we have, a, a major military, um, uh, in Tampa Bay where they take military aircraft and park them. My point is this, Jeff. Those at nighttime, those crafts didn't sail over to the Mediterranean. They were teleported. We've had that technology. Do you understand what I'm explaining? I,
0: I do. And just like the uh, that the warship that uh, I forget, the Ma- Manhattan Project, I think it was called. Um, yeah. No, this is all very real.
1: Project. Project. Right. So those, those ships would always be transported in the, in the dead of night, midnight to 2 a.m., and they would be literally... Because it'd be so dark that people would think that they've gone out to sea. So they go out, go out just out of, out of sight. And then they're physically teleported over to crew and everything over to the Mediterranean. We have that yeah, technology. When they first started trying, okay. People
0: were melded right into the metal in that of the ship. There was some horrible, horrifying disasters yeah. in the beginning of the technology. That was,
1: right. That was 1943. I have an article on that. It's called Project Rainbow. And uh, anyway, about my comments before about Trump, I'll send you the articles, which will uh, potentially change your mind, okay?
0: Well, I, 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 um, I have the personal
1: connections, so uh, –
0: but, yeah, listen, I'm, I, I have to approach everything
1: with an open uh, mind you know, these days. For sure. Absolutely. You photographs and connections, what I'm referring to. You read it, and then you, you see if uh, you understand why I so said that, yep. okay? All right, that's all I, I had to say. I will
0: definitely – Um, And
1: uh, I thank you for that. And by the way, if I do
0: a show on Friday and I'm really hoping to, because there's so much uh, stuff that we just don't have time to put on our Tuesday, Thursday and Sunday shows. Uh, One of the things is uh, when Chris mentions going to Mars, perhaps I will give you some intel that there's more than one Mars. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so we'll okay. leave that as a cliffhanger. Yes. Hey, Chris, I really appreciate it. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community.